This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Ben Nully. Text for a bipartisan infrastructure bill could come as early as this week. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says lawmakers are making good progress on their two-track strategy to pass infrastructure legislation. We must have unity. There are lots of members who would want to say, well, if I don't get this, I can't vote for the bill. If I don't get that... But that can't happen if we're going to help the American people in the boldest, biggest legislation in a very, very long time that helps the middle class. He says the Senate's also moving forward on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. We had a report from Kirsten Cinema, and she is optimistic that we can get to the goal that I propose, that we have legislation ready by uh, Friday. According to a White House fact sheet, the bipartisan agreement calls for $579 billion in new spending. Of that, $45 billion is earmarked for broadband expansion. Some $110 billion is designated for roads and bridges, $16.3 billion for ports and waterways, and $5 billion for western water storage. Livestock and poultry producers who had to depopulate animals because of supply chain backlogs during the pandemic may apply for financial assistance from USDA beginning July 20th. The Pandemic Livestock Indemnity Program authorizes payments to producers for losses of livestock or poultry depopulated from March 1, 2020 through December 26th of 2020. Payments will be based on 80% of the fair market value of the livestock and poultry and for the cost of depopulation and disposal of the animal. Eligible livestock and poultry include swine, chickens, and turkeys, but pork producers are expected to be the primary recipients of the assistance. Producers have until September 17th to sign up. Read more of Phil Brasher's story at agripulse.com. The Department of Agriculture is also authorizing emergency procedures for producers affected by drought conditions. USDA Risk Management Agency Acting Administrator Richard Flanoy says the authorization is to help producers in the West, Northern Great Plains, and other areas. Really what we wanted to do is raise awareness about, you know, what steps need to be taken, uh, mainly making it clear that, you know, uh, the best thing to do is contact your agent to get the, the process started. And from there, uh, those acres can be appraised or, you know, there can be representative samples left. And then, you know, what will happen after that is the acreage can be released for other uses, such as, you know, hanging and grazing of that crop or planting a cover crop or um, planting another crop entirely. Flanoy says these emergency procedures will authorize insurance companies to expedite the claims process. This episode of AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farmers need clear rules for clean water. Don't take navigable out of the navigable waters protection rule. Learn more at fb.org. Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota are introducing a broadband bill today. Grassley says the bill will facilitate the spending of existing federal money for broadband projects. So that projects that have had some state funding are denied more additional federal funding because of that. And it's going to also make it easier for uh, states to use other federal dollars to match uh, any other federal dollars that are available, which will eventually, if we ever get it passed, include the $55 billion. He says the bill necessarily would not have to go into the infrastructure bill being negotiated in Congress. First of all, broadband shouldn't be controversial. 
maybe five years ago would have been controversial, spending $55 billion on it, but with the, with the uh, pandemic the way it is and telehealth and distant learning, it brings great attention to the need for it. Grassley says there's still a need for broadband even if an infrastructure bill doesn't get passed. Total farm tractor sales in the U.S. fell 12.7% in June compared to last year. According to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, this is the second negative result in a year. The sub-40 horsepower segment led the decline, falling 18.4%. There was a small decline in the mid-size 41 to 100 horsepower segment, down 3.1%. All other segments were positive. Combine sales rose 4.1% last month. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulley.